Hey, welcome to Tori 37. Um, season's greetings, correct? <laughs> well, yeah, in some ways. Um, the seasons have definitely crept up on us pretty quickly, and the holidays aren't always the easiest for people, myself included, um, because I lost my mom, you know, the month after Christmas, and Christmas is one of her favorite holidays. It's kind of hard for me sometimes to celebrate it the same way. I look at it about a little bit differently because I'm not a parent, so I don't really have that whole reason to have the holiday spirit. But nonetheless, I try. And even when I do struggle in my own seasonal depression, I try to make the best of it. And, you know, I know that she's in a better place and that things, I, I can't change what's happened in the past, but I can make sure that the future is a lot brighter by thinking in a positive way. Next, literally, uh, the month after next, we're going into 2021, and we have to be hopeful that this, it will be a better year, that it will be new beginnings for all of us. We start with December, 12 of 12. Uh, this past weekend was pretty tough um, at my job. Uh, a friend of mine passed away, and it was pretty unexpected. And because of COVID restrictions, a lot of things are different now where you don't really get to say goodbye in the way that you want to. And this has happened for a lot of people that I've known. You know, the immediate family gets to say goodbye, but not everybody gets that chance. They allow a certain amount of people. And after that, it's basically, you know, you can either see it through FaceTime or some other form of communication. And that takes away from all the personnel personal touch of what's going on. That's not what a hospital's main purpose is for. And it's sad. And the only reason why it's like that now is because the virus has surged so high in Massachusetts that we can't keep the numbers down. We're trying the best that we can to kind of get over the hump, but it's been a really big struggle. Said friend that I'm speaking about, um, I didn't know it was her until her grandmother had told me. Now this person had gone through adversity growing up and she was the sweetest soul. She was a mother of two and everyone loved her. When her grandmother turned around and looked at me as I was sitting there and said, you know who I'm talking about. I was confused at first because you know, we're all wearing masks so I can't really figure out who that person is. So, of course, you know, I go out there, try to, you know, see what's going on. I asked her what the person's name was, she told me. And that was just absolutely shocking to me. She had had health problems in the past, but I never expected something so small to take over and end her life. She had so much more to give. She had her dream career, she had her boys, she had her loving family and her brothers, who she was so close to. Her grandmother asked why, why her, why the family? They had just buried somebody five days previous to this, and they're looking for answers as to why this keeps happening. And I said, I didn't know. And she asked me, how do I tell her boys? How do I tell them that mom's not coming back? And I said to her, be honest with them and help them with their grief. But tell them the truth. 
they obviously were too young to go to the hospital to see and in all honesty you don't want them to re- that to be a memory of a ch- that the child has carrying forth that's what nightmares are made of and myself as an adult that was hard for me to see when it was my mom so i rubbed her arm i comforted her the best i could as she wept wept and she let out the a guttural moan and sob that i will never forget and she said why why god why and i said as she was leaving her husband came back with the car i said oh you're in my thoughts and your prayers and your family and you know do the best that you can going forward you guys have obviously had a lot of grief but take care it's compassion like that that I've had to you know put not in the rear view mirror but in the forefront of understanding that everyone's the same we're all people at the end of the day it's not just Jane Doe or John Doe or when a person comes in and drops off their family member stuff they're people and sometimes they don't come home and that's a reality we have to face. Our own mortality. I get scared um, about it sometimes, but I know that, you know, I hope that there's a great afterlife. Um, but I try not to think about it too much because I have a lot to accomplish. I have to live a long time, or at least into my 70s, 60s, 70s, so that I can fulfill what my mom didn't get to. She was cut down in her prime. And so was this person. It makes you think that now you attribute the holidays not as together, but to rip a family apart, essentially, by unforeseen circumstances. That's sad to me. And that, I think, is what makes the holidays even more tough for people. If you've lost a loved one between the months of October and December, you obviously don't look forward to the holidays. I'm lucky enough to have a support system of friends, Um, especially my best friend, Lisa. She sat down with me um, after this happened because I broke down. I never would have expected this person to pass away. Never in a million years. I question as to why, why would God do this? While Lisa's gesture of sitting with me and, you know, having Swedish fish, was you know something small it meant a lot to me because that meant I wasn't going to get lost inside my head thinking about this when you go into Facebook and you see all the you know rest in peace posts in her honor and it's like it makes it so much more real it isn't just something that you knew about and couldn't say anything it when it gets things like that get to the open because bad news travels fast you just look back and you're just like wow I knew when that happened, and now everybody else does, and now they're going to take their turns grieving. We all loved, loved, loved her. She leaves behind an amazing legacy, and I know that her sons are going to, you know, be great people and, you know, honor her the best they can when they're older. They're young now, so obviously that's not to be expected. But this city 
this the state especially the city lately has struggled with a lot of things there was a shooting where someone was murdered the day after thanksgiving and that caused my job to be locked down and that's scary because let's think about this people being on the loose and committing crimes and taking more people away from loved ones unexpectedly. This is not the way we want to think about the holiday season during a pandemic where people should be together but apart. Social distancing, but you know what I mean. Together in the aspect of, you know, still being able to celebrate within reason. So I look at that as scary times and it's not something that we can stop because when somebody takes that decision of playing Russian roulette with somebody's life once you pull the trigger consequences are going to be dire either way unfortunately that meant somebody was taken away from their loved one and somebody else's life is over and being young like the person is literally Everything that they've ever set out for themselves is gone in an instant. But they should have thought of that. And while I'm sure he had his reasons, it doesn't make it right. You don't have the right to be the judge, the jury, and execution of somebody. It just doesn't make sense. I think that the world right now needs so much healing. And we need to be in a better place when 2021 hits and that's not to say it's going to be right away i'm saying like overall we need to come to a consensus where we know where we're going why this is happening what we're looking forward to obviously next year we're going to be looking forward to the vaccine and while i understand where people are coming from because they think that i mean automatically that we're going to be able to you know not wear a mask and stuff like that not social distance I don't think that that's going to be the case. I don't think that we're all going to get it at the same time. And I really hope that people can, bodies can take it, can sustain whatever those little things that they said uh, would happen. Obviously, working in the medical field, I'm going to have to take it. And I don't have a problem with that. I just hope that it doesn't. Like I said, I don't have any bad reactions to it. But it's going to take so long for everybody else to get it. It's not gonna just be infused so quickly where we're gonna absorb it and the numbers will go down. The numbers are gonna go down when we learn that, you know, this mentality that we have of it not being real or whatever you believe. I'm not up, I'm not debating it, that you have your own right to think whatever you want, but when you work in a hospital and you've seen these people, it, it's not pleasant whether they're going out uh, deceased or they're going home or their treatment centers, etc. When these people leave, they don't look good in most cases. But I'm sure they're happy they're alive. I'm sure they're thankful that, you know, they get that extra breath. They're not on a ventilator. They get that second chance. <laughs> you know what? God bless them. 
I hope they get that second chance. I hope they get, you know, to live the rest of their lives pain-free. But for a lot of people who are going back to group homes or, you know, facilities, it's just being putting putting yourself right back into that that spectrum of, well, you're going to get it again. It puts a lot of strain on hospitals. It puts a lot of strain on healthcare workers and they're being pushed to their max right now. And I know from working in the ED, it's hard. When people are waiting to get treated for this and that, it's hard. 50 people deep sometimes. I want people to understand that, you know, we're doing the best we can. They go up, come up to me and they're just like, do you know how much longer you have to wait? And I have to explain, I'm there to screen you. I'm not. I can't control when you go back there. There's so many other people in front of you. There's other things that, you know, more serious conditions. Obviously, people go there for all kinds of different problems. Not to say that one outweighs the other, but obviously the most serious will get seen first. And it's hard to explain that sometimes to people because they don't understand. They just know that they're sick and they want to be, you know, first or whatever. So that's that's pretty hard and it doesn't help you know the fatigue that we're going through it's been like I said a hard couple of months and into the foreseeable future I think that it will be because despite the fact that people are getting sent out and they're getting released there's more coming in and it's scary I want to stay safe myself because I can't bring it home. I don't want to bring it home and I don't want to suffer from it myself. But I think, like I said in the past, that I already had it last year because there was a time where I felt so sick that I couldn't even function, that I thought I was going to die. And that was last November, I believe, October, November. And it was the symptoms that COVID is that was is explained to be COVID. That's what it is. And now to see it 10 times worse than what it was, I'm blessed to have, you know, not been re-exposed to that environment or re-exposed to the germs that create it. But a lot of people I know have not been as lucky. And, you know, all we can do is, you know, pray for their their recovery and hope that in time it will get better. But back to the holidays. We want to make the most of what we have. I mean, this year it hasn't been the same. Uh, your Zoom Thanksgiving, your, you know, your elf on the shelf that still exists for your kids. I mean, you want to keep the traditions going. You don't want to stop that because of everything that's gone on. But Black Friday probably will never be Black Friday again. A lot of stores have closed and, you know, mom and pop stores are definitely suffering now. The economy is really bad right now and we're doing all we can to, you know, keep our heads above water everywhere. It used to be, well, some people lived paycheck to paycheck. Now I think more than ever, everyone in this country is living paycheck to paycheck. So yeah, maybe Christmas might not be as big as it was in the past. Maybe, you know, celebrations might be a little bit more dimmed down. But there are things that you can do to create memories still. Like you have a phone, 
you can you know have your own photo shoot outside you can create lighting it's not like super expensive or you can even like rent things um or you can use like a ring light um that's bright enough and you can create like really good home movies i know that's like something people do, did in the past but i still think that you know even now you can kind of you know still recapture the magic of like little things for like kids or older people who you know want to be able to look back on something especially being away from family family is the most important thing in this world uh my grandparents don't live local and sometimes that's hard for me because that kind of fell apart when my mom passed away they moved permanently to virginia and my uncle goes back and forth between virginia and massachusetts so it's like my heart is in two different parts of this this country and because they're at risk i wouldn't be able to visit anyway and i couldn't put my grandmother at risk for you know covid working directly in a hospital that is a covid hospital so you know i can't hug or kiss her or anything until this goes away and for me someone who is very huggable you know and is into that especially towards family this has been probably one of the hardest years of my life i mean we're going into almost a year of this it's it's taken away from everything and i think that's where a lot of people are getting very depressed um right before thanksgiving um there was a guy uh he jumped off the bridge uh, a city over from us and you wonder what it it takes to get to that point and you know what i've been to the brink and back with grief of my mother so i know how that feels to be that lost but i've never turned into something like that i've always been able to talk to someone to get help for that and for some people i guess the help isn't enough sometimes it's they're beyond that and that's really scary that you get to that point where you just don't feel like you matter that's a dark place that most people never really want to discuss because it's so taboo I'll tell you that somebody who has been to a dark place like that um it's it's not something that you want to really discuss with somebody and you don't exactly want to go on medication for it I think in some cases like if you need a treatment plan um yeah I can kind of understand why that happens I can understand completely you know medication treatment plan some people go inpatient some people remain outpatient for me it was more grief counseling and anxiety um and guilt over not being able to save my mom that's where most of my issues with my depression came from um, the fact that i always retained in my mind that I missed something and that's what caused her death to be quicker. Obviously that's not the case. I mean, she had underlying issues, but there were also other things at work there that you know, 
not really worth talking about, but, you know, I feel like she could have received better care. Maybe because I saw those things, to me, it's different. And maybe that's why I had more grief because of how that played out. It wasn't the prettiest of circumstances, and it's something that I still, to this day, think was wrong. But we're not the only family that's ever been through something like that. So I can't sit here and say, well, I deserve it more than anybody else. Some kind of justice. It's not going to bring her back. And even if I had gone and legally pursued that, money's not going to replace my mom. And it just honestly would have went towards her bills anyway. And I never really wanted to pursue that. I just wanted to let that go because that was just a bad memory. And I really... I can't go to a place where she was in the hospital. Um, I can't even visit there because it brings such a poor taste to me. It's like a sour feeling. That was somewhere I loved going, Providence, Rhode Island. And I'll, I'll never look at that place the same again. And while that's not the people's fault, I mean, it's not the shop's fault. I think that it's an overall experience to just, I don't know. It's something that I don't look forward to. I try to avoid it at all costs. I try to avoid Rhode Island at all costs at this point. And it's, a, it's it's still like a really nice place, like I said, tourist-wise, you know, restaurants, it's very it's a very big melting pot. Right now it's closed due to the pandemic though. They're pausing so that they can get their numbers under control too because they've been affected pretty deeply. Not as bad as Massachusetts, but you know, nonetheless, not as well. Um, but I think that it's important to treat issues that you have, underlying issues. Never be afraid of what people think or what people are going to say. You can tell somebody, at least in my friend group, I could tell somebody I'm struggling. I wouldn't be afraid to go to them. And right now especially now um, I'm having a bit of struggles I think it's you know more or less people keep passing away that I know and that kind of is like building up and building up and making it worse for me it's causing a lot of stress for me and that means maybe stepping away from social media for a while which I have in some cases I don't really I don't really go on social media as much as I used to because it's not healthy it's not a healthy situation and nobody wants to see people that they know you know being gone it's it's not normal this is not the way life should be playing out um so i usually you know go on for like maybe 45 minutes or maybe less but I don't have the apps on my phone or there are certain things that I do keep on mute because I don't have time to interact with things because my job is very stressful right now. I can't exactly sit there and have a conversation with you about anything that doesn't pertain to my job. So for that, you know, I apologize to people, but my job, my mental health, my health in general is always gonna come first and what's in front of me. Everything else is going to have to take a secondary backseat to those things. So, 
there's that. And a lot of what I do, where I put content out these days, especially now, I either re- I pre-record a lot of what I do and I write a lot in bulk previous to that and I schedule posts and I schedule these to come out in certain times so that, again, being busy and being focused on something else, I'm not depriving my audience of anything my or my followers of, you know, content going forward. It's important to, you know, to stay, sit with, sit with myself sometimes and to understand, you know, this is what's going on in your life and this is what you need to put as important. And that's what I've done a lot lately, reflecting upon, you know, what's important to me. And, you know, that's important going forward. I know that it's it's something that I have to do for myself. I have to make sure that, you know, I'm okay. You know, growing my own garden, watering myself, making sure that life that I know is positive. It's when that slope starts to descent that I know that I need to regroup. And I think a lot of people look at life that way right now. This is regrouping. It's so important to do that. Catch your breath. As Ace would say, be free with yourself. Yeah, being free, I think that that's so important. Because when you hold back, that's when a lot of the resentment comes into play. And nobody wants that at all. No. You, you want to be on a level, in a good place, in a positive place. Going forward with this new year, we want to encompass faith, peace, love, healing, forgiveness, forward progress. We can't hold on to what's happened this year because we have to start with a clean slate. Without that, we are just, you know, you're getting back on that damn hamster wheel and that's not healthy. We all know that's not healthy. So as we move forward, And we have the hustle bustle of the holidays. What's important is to hold on. We can do this. We've got this. 2020 is the best that we can do. And the circumstances that we've had, we continue to hold on to. We hope that going forward, life that we know can kind of return. Um, Life that we know is um, obviously 
okay but we need to look forward to more know more see more do more love more it's like a snow globe we take it and we shake it up and we see it and it's beautiful and we hold on to those memories as the snow dissipates and know that everything's gonna be okay um, love that's all I can really preach this time love because I see so much hurt right now believe in the magic believe that it exists know that it exists Create, create new beliefs from this. Let us take something away from all of this. Truly. Stay blessed. Take care.